0: It's Monday.
1: Monday fun day.
0: Monday fun day. That's what they call it. Sunday scaries, get out of here. We don't need you here. That's right. We
1: are here to take you out of the Sunday scaries and bring you into Monday, manic Monday fun day. I love that.
0: That's definitely going to catch on, I think.
1: Manic Monday fun day. That's the reason why we choose Mondays. Um, It's a great, it's a great day of the week. Mm -hmm. Um, It's usually when you are still trying to get yourself out of weekend mode, back into work mode. Yeah. You're trying to, like, I would say you're not really that productive until noon. Oh, absolutely not. So, like, schedule meetings, but don't don't schedule tasks for yourself, because you're not going to get them done before noon.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that.
1: Um, and meetings kind of are like that, that abrupt wake-up point
0: for me. Mm-hmm.
1: It's like, oh, God, mm-hmm. we're back in the work week. Okay, I'm back in big boy pants. Let's get going.
0: Oh, I have to put sentences together.
1: Periods, exclamation points. Yeah. Do you ever use emojis when you send emails? Only with my, like, the people I'm cool with. You know what I mean? I I do, but I think I assume that I'm cool with a lot of people.
0: Oh. A it, lot of people get this by It does kind of put you out there in a way to say, like, I'm friendly. And I'm here to let you know that I'm friendly. It does a little bit.
1: And I, I had a conversation with... um Friend of the show, Andrew Johnson, uh-huh. um, who bought my latest iPhone. Apple doesn't sponsor this podcast. Friend Maybe one lie. day. That's like, that's like, move over, Casper Mattress. If we get Apple, that'd be like a what the hell. I still want the mattress. Oh.
0: We'll, we'll take the mattress. We'll, we'll take the mattress
1: to get there. The mattress okay. is the building block to... I just need
0: the mattress. In
1: Okay. Endorsements. Okay. Um, he, so he bought my iPhone. hmm but he, he he and I were talking about like email exchanges, and it's like you can have like I think my rule of thumb is you can have one exclamation point yes per paragraph. I agree. One exclamation point, and you can have one emoji slash smiley face, whatever, in the entire email. Oh, agreed. Anymore, and more, and then you're just like, feminism. and that's just the rules of feminism. Yeah. Like yeah. anything more, anything less, guess what? You're probably gonna get it written up by HR.
0: <laughs> they run a tight ship over you know. Where you work. And where I work is
1: Bopper Flop Podcast. (laughs) That's right. Um, Coming to you live this Manic Monday Fun Day. That's right. How are you, Aaron? You know what, Simon? I am, uh, all things considered, doing pretty well. Uh, The weather is getting colder here in Minneapolis, but for some reason, Thank God for global warming. We had like a yeah, bright burst of seventy degree weather in November. Yeah, and I was inside
0: the whole time working. It was great. We got, I opened up my window at least. Did you not open up your window? I went out on the balcony, sang a song. What song did he sing? Um, what's Don't that?
1: cry for me, Argentina.
0: Yeah, that was the one. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I love that though. Yeah. You have a balcony?
0: Yeah, bitch, I got a balcony. Girl, I need to, I need to move where you are, girl. Yes, ma'am. Get that referral bonus. Let's come on, march. You can't come soon I'll enough. of you.
1: Um with <laughs> you. So no, overall, I'm doing really well. Uh, I just finished. Have you seen Emily and Paris? I refuse. I
0: refuse, and I'll tell you why. That girl. I mean, where that to girl. begin? Where to begin? That girl. You don't send a twenty. What? How is she? How old is she? Twenty one. We don't she and has her now, masters. She has her masters. So like probably twenty five. Great. Twenty six. Great. Okay. So she's a white girl who paid for a master's degree. Her parents <clears> did. Yeah. Probably and then she goes to Paris not knowing any French. None. And expects to like just do well at a In job. her
1: defense she listened to Rosetta Stone on the way. Oh
0: yeah, that does a whole lot. Yeah.
1: Okay, so yeah. like can I just give you like my hot take on the show? Oh okay, sure. Go ahead. You need to, you just need to throw out the questioning for the show. Like, there is...
0: Suspend your disbelief.
1: Yeah, because, like, she's in Paris, and, like, they acknowledge in the first episode, maybe the first and second episode, girl does not know French. But you know what's, you know what's so lovely? Everyone in her inner circle somehow also knows English. Yeah. And they um, default to speaking English, even when she's not around... Um, it's so weird. It's just so it's it's, it's so weird that she, that they do that, yeah, and that she does that. But what I will say,
2: yeah,
1: is that the um, her outfits, everyone's outfits, yeah, are like iconic masterpiece. Like mm. the fashion is is there,
0: yeah,
1: and like it's it's cutesy bootsy. Which yeah. like when when like the going gets rough, guess what? You got Emily and Paris.
0: Mm-hmm. What I will
1: say though is like I still. I cackle at the um, Devil and Prada, Devil Wars Prada. Um, uh, yes. There's the Emily on that that didn't get that to go didn't to Paris. get to
0: go to Paris. I because she was sick, and say. then there's
1: this like just Twinkie bot girl that came out of nowhere gets nothing special, definitely. and she is in
0: Paris, girl. That's how it is. You ain't anyway, anyway, okay. Paris. There's no trees. I will say what is accurate about that is um, being in France, speaking French to French people. Even well, they'll default to English. They don't really? have any time. No, They're do they know anything. English? I mean, if I'm saying if they know English and you try to speak French to them, no matter your level, and they know you're not a French person, they'll just be like, "No, we're gonna do English. We're gonna do English. Like, I don't have time to change the language."
1: I bet you it's probably because they don't want you to butcher what they consider a beautiful
0: language. That's probably very true. I personally have a really good hold on the phonetics and phonology of French, so it was a little frustrating for me because I was like, guys, I'm not, like, your average American. I'm a cool American. I'm a cool American. I like you guys. Yeah. So, you know. I One day I, I want to know
1: what La Vie en Rose mm-hmm. um, really is about. Yeah. yeah. I saw it in A Star is Born.
0: Um, and I discovered it there. Mm, mm -hmm. And you should watch the Edith Piaf movie with, uh, that one French chick. What's her name? She was in Inception. um, Oh my God. Um, Oh, I was going to say Ronald McDonald. He was, uh, second. Second on the part of us. Supporting cast. (laughs) Supporting cast. If you miss him in the background, go back and watch. Yeah. There is a scene they cut, a deleted scene where they went to a McDo, which is what they call McDonald's in France. They went to a McDo and he was there. But unfortunately, you know, editing ended up on the cutting room floor. Cutting
1: room floor. Yeah. Speaking of cutting rooms, we have a really special episode today. We do. Um, so special. It has nothing to do with cutting rooms at all. <laughs> but you know what? We know our way around a segue. And, uh, with that, we are, uh, here to review, um, the latest album by Leon, Leon, Leon. Yeah. however how you, you want to say how it.
0: Let me say that. Leon. Lay- because...
1: When I, when i looked mm-hmm. it up,
0: it's Leon. It's like, lay yeah. on. Okay. Because that would, there is an accent. It's, so it's Accent like, agu, I believe.
1: It's an accent. Yeah. Um, it's like rain on me.
0: Yeah. Leon A- Lay on A- me. And Prairie is producer, officially joining... Producer PJ just hopped on the lap. Oh my god, that was unexpected. She is excited. She is happy oh my to be here. Gosh.
1: We are viewing uh, Leon's latest album, Apart. Um, and for that, we uh, we have a really special guest. Really special guest. And uh, I'm happy to introduce um, him. Give he, us some highlights. He... Uh, he I don't want to give too much away because he... How he knows about Leon is, like, a great story, and I want mm-hmm. him to be able to tell it if he wants. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, our special guest is none other than Sam Arnold, who is, uh, he's a physical therapist here in the Twin Cities, mm-hmm. who um, loves going to concerts, well, is always a yes man, um, <laughs> just enjoys a good time, smiles, dancing, giggles, anything he can get his hands on, and um, and he is, by far and away, I think there. our best. Our best uh, in gay kickball. He's yeah. our best pitcher. And Absolutely. I think without him, I don't know if our team would have won the championships yeah. uh, last year. We
0: all need a good pitcher.
1: We all need a good pitcher. Yeah. Nope. Some, PJ's on Aaron's lap. Now. And uh, I'm a good catcher. Yeah. Wink, <laughs> wink. I'm, we're talking about kickball. I'm, I'm actually a medium catcher, uh, and I guess I guess that's a double entendre on that one.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, Sam, welcome to the show. Thank you, such a warm welcome. Very I'm glad to know I'm a good pitcher. Yeah. Um, well, I I don't know
1: from experience for anyone
0: listening, but I do from kickball. Oh. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: So Sam, um,
1: welcome to the show. Um, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? What is, what is like, uh, what's your relationship with music?
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I grew up on a farm in Iowa and gradually made my way up to the Twin Cities. Um, and I feel like that's kind of, I mean, the Twin Cities is where I kind of had my musical awakening where I started going to concerts more, um, and kind of, just in general, the nightlife and going to different concerts. Um, I feel like before coming to the cities, I maybe went to four concerts in my life, and then when I moved up here, it was just yeah, all the time going to concerts right now. Well, so, there's so many venues, so many venues, and I think it's I think it's Minneapolis is not known as necessarily as a big music city, but um, I know even Lizzo just did a documentary with uh, David Letterman, and she talks about how, like, oh, like, it, there's such a good night scene and music scene in the cities, yeah. um, which attests to Prince, but, like, it's so cool that she's, like, talking about it, because I feel like it's, it, it really is an amazing city to come to concert that, and um, new artists, too, so. So are you, are you someone that, like,
1: before, I mean, obviously, concerts are, are one avenue for um, music listening, what, what'd you kind of grow up with? Like, did, did you, are you, an, like, we've, we've had people that have been album listeners, people that are just listened to singles that what Spotify gives them, mm-hmm.
3: where are you on the
1: map? Like what, when, when people are, um, either trusting or denying your review, um, they're going to want to probably know, like, should I give him some clout or not? What is your relationship with like music? Like, yeah. how do you absorb it? How do you absorb? What's your,
3: your take on it? Yeah. I would say in the past, I was more of, as singles came out, kind of bigger hits, um, is more what was on the radio. Um, that's what I grew up with, and especially growing up in small town Iowa, mm-hmm. um, my father anyway. listened to a lot of rock music, more specifically ACDC, oh, yes. yeah. so I grew up yeah. on a lot of ACDC, can sing almost every single one of their songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, at the same time, I, mean, I feel like it was through my sister grew into country a lot growing up, especially okay. growing up on a farm. Um, and love it. And I still love country to this day. It's definitely more of a summertime thing. Um, and then as I got older, I started getting into, um, more pop, um, dance, electrics, all that good stuff. But I would say I definitely started out more of singles and it was probably around the same time I moved up here. I started like really sitting down and listening to full albums more. I feel like I was never an album person mm-hmm. until I really started going to concerts Um, because I think you have an appreciation of I want to know these songs sometimes before I go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can appreciate the artist better, but then obviously you just have a better time because you then write another song. So I feel like it was kind of at the same time that I moved up here. Um, And I feel like that's when I started diving into albums a lot more because sometimes you can listen to a song and it may not make sense, but then in context of the album, it's, it's, makes the song so much better because it has Um, the context
0: The first thing that comes to mind for me, I think you have a different reaction, Aaron, but Perfect Illusion, the single, did not do it for me and then I listened to the album and I was like, this makes sense. I get it now. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking of
1: concerts, Sam, what is your relationship with Leon? Leon. Or Leon? Leon, either one. Are we
0: gonna gonna just, let's just set the Leon, we're gonna go Leon. Right? Leon, okay. Leon, and we, the fans can. Go we
3: are. We are, we are. We are. We're <laughs> diving deep with Leon. If it's wrong, we we'll
0: sorry, Leon. If we're you're we're committing. We're committing.
1: Astrid, we got your name right. I know you're probably still listening.
0: Probably one of our biggest listeners. I Big
1: biggest amazing. listeners. But um, Leon, if you're listening, hopefully we got your name right. If we didn't, we will re-record the entire episode word for word. Absolutely, We'll,
3: bring, name absolutely,
0: 100%. we'll bring Sam back.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um. So yes, yes. my. Experience. So I knew one song by Leon. Um, I knew you and I, Mm -hmm. um, which I absolutely love. I feel like I didn't dive into... When I discovered Leon, um, it was shortly after... um, I'm going to get sappy here. After my grandfather passed away, whose name was Leon. Um, Shout out to Leon. Shout out. Yes. So I feel like I I was kind of hesitant. But then she came into my life um, through Aaron um, we had a kickball text group, and I was kind of in a weird headspace for a few days. Um, and I feel like I just needed to get out of my own head and go do something fun. And Aaron had texted our kickball group and had an extra ticket to the Leon concert here in Minneapolis. Um, so he had messaged the group and was like, "Hey, does anybody want this ticket?" And I immediately was like, "Yep, it's mine. I want it. I'm going." Um, and it changed my life. What venue? Fine Line. One of the best. Yeah. The
1: Fine Line is the best venue in Minneapolis, I think. It's like, great. Not, intimate. not. I will say, it gets really, really, really hot at the Fine Line. Because I don't think they have, like, a good... Yeah. Definitely not COVID-friendly. Like
0: circulation is a little, you know. Leaves
1: something to be, to be desired. But what I will say is, like, the right level of artist goes to um, the Fine Line. Like, that's the place where, like, my artists live.
0: Nice, I like that. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah,
1: Betty Who goes yeah. or went there a couple times. Nick Jonas went there a couple times. Like, I think I, out of all of the venues in the Twin Cities, I think that Fine Line is actually my most attended venue.
0: That might be mine too. Besides, like XL, but I would it's say expensive. I would
1: say even like compared to XL Target mm-hmm. Center, the Fine Line period point blank. I think I've seen more concerts there than any other venue. Hmm. And that's saying something because like First Avenue should be my biggest venue and I've definitely gone to First Avenue more for like dance events and etc but concerts the fine line is like my artist yeah that makes sense yeah. I see. so I'm so, so happy that to... you you went to the to the fine line to see um, Leon Leon <laughs> God, wow. God, we're spending too much time on that name. Babe. I'm not going to take her in any that of the probably, social media. Have,
0: that probably would have been like one minute of research we could have done. But you know what? I have a job. We, have, we are working girls. We are, working, we are. Girls.
3: We are working girls. Working in the that, we we have stuff to do. Yeah.
0: We, have, <laughs> I rely we did not work very much <laughs> this week. I rely on the fan base.
1: Um, so so Sam, you uh, ever
3: since that concert, you have been a big fan massive fan. I could not stop listening to her after the concert, um, the way she puts on a show. And I mean, I didn't know, I, I tried to binge a few of her songs that day before I went to the concert. So I knew three or four of her songs um, decently, but I, I, I completely discovered Leon and I fell in love with her. She has an amazing voice and the way she chooses to write a story and tell a story as I feel like is very unique and is very personal Personal, and uh, is very deep. I love that about her. Yeah.
1: So, uh, we've heard a little bit uh, from Sam on what his uh, take on Leon is. Simon, did you even
0: know who Leon was going into this, or... Yes, I had one song off of her first album on my "I Love This" playlist. I love playlist. this. I love this. Um, it was the song "Falling" because I'm ninety nine percent sure that you probably sent it to me and okay. hadn't listened to it. Yeah. Um, but I I'd only really skimmed through that first album.
1: I don't think I don't think I sent it to you. I think I played it at your apartment when we had the couch party. Oh, the couch party, iconic. Couch. Iconic couch party. Couch party is like. Um, for anyone that goes to any social gatherings, which you should not be going to right now, but if you do, this was pre COVID, pre COVID, yes. everyone always, always, always hangs out in the kitchen. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if you have like the biggest house in the whole wide world and you have the smallest kitchen, yeah. people are going to hang out in the kitchen. Yeah. So and me,
0: me and Aaron, we like to try and try and, you know, set the trend and we move over to the comfy sectional We're like. Hey, do you think people... And we were, we're like, wow, we're having such a good time over here! We were having so much fun on the couch. And and like, <laughs> through some bribery, maybe some threats, yeah. we finally got people to come to the couch. Yeah, but it's... You'd be surprised how difficult it is to get the party to move. No, it, the kitchen is like the, the, the centerfold. People it's love like, the kitchen. They I, love why, the kitchen. Why, I, I don't know.
1: I, I have theories, but, like, we don't need to go into that today because yeah. that's, like, a whole different podcast. That's whole, that's, that's, Kitchen or Mitchin? That's a podcast. Uh, you're going to find that one in 2023 after this one fails. <laughs> <That's
0: right. laughs> but, yeah, so pretty limited exposure to Leon before this. Um, so it, uh, when I w- did my homework for this episode, I, I mixed in her first album here and there just to get some, like, context, if you will. Yeah, Yeah. but I'm gonna assume that you are probably a longtime fan. Um, Before I
1: go into my fandom, I do wanna. It's not, it's kitchen or pitchin. Um, That's gonna be what we're gonna call it, and what it's gonna be is um, Mm -hmm. back when COVID starts, or not COVID starts when COVID's done. Yeah, parties are gonna be back, right? Yeah, and so what we're gonna do, you and me, Simon. Yeah, I'm listening. We're going to get invited to parties uh, every duh, weekend. Of course. And we're going to decide whether it's a kitchen, good, great party, or a kitchen, throw it to the curb. And we'll I be part of this crew? And we will, we will be <laughs> reviewing too. parties every week. And so then yeah. we're going to be invited to the hottest ones.
0: But Aaron, that doesn't make any sense. We didn't like the kitchen. No, we didn't.
1: But like, okay... Simon, there's work to be done. We have years. <coughs> we have until oh. a vaccine is created for us to yeah, ever have to we'll, worry about this. Okay, we'll refine it. Future, future, future state. T- Producer PJ's taking notes. She's taking notes. She, she's she's like, what, what rhymes with kitchen?
0: <laughs> Pitching is a start.
1: Ditchin? ditchin'? Oh. Ditchin'. That's, ditchin'? that's a negative. That's a negative again. Yeah, again and if yeah. kitchen's the negative, we have to find out what the positive is.
0: Well, it's definitely a work in progress. We're, we're figuring it out. Bitchin'. Yeah. Um, Bitch, bitch. Bitching or bitching, ah! you're
3: welcome. Okay,
1: can I be part of the crew now. <laughs> Sam, Sam will definitely bring you on at least on a regular. PJ you'll, be on on. you'll be on after. call you. Well, her people will talk to your people. That's okay. Uh, okay. Um, um, my relationship with Leon is, I think, um, I think, surround me came on at some level somewhere. Um, it might have been on like a Netflix show and I was like this song's so fucking good. Pre-first, uh, album? pre-first yeah, album? Pre-first album. Pre-first okay. album. And then You and I came out and it would like inter- that's what like truly introduced me to li- to Leon. The album came out and I was like this album from beginning to end is super great. Her first two EPs are like rock solid beginning to end four mm-hmm. songs each like just so fucking good. And we um, an EP. We love, I, yeah, I really love an EP on this podcast. I love an EP. Yeah. Um, and so the first album came out and I was like, I love this woman. I need to go see her and that's like, when I go to concerts, I almost always, 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 even if I don't know who I'm going to go with because half the time I don't want to commit. It's like three months, sometimes eight months out and I'm like, yeah. I don't know who I'm going to be friends within eight months. So I buy myself two tickets and I go like, as I'm getting closer, maybe, just maybe, so I'll that figure that out, out who I want that. to invite. And um that's how that, that's how Sam ended up getting the ticket, because half the time I forget that I have an extra ticket. Or like I forget to invite people and I'm like, yeah. okay, everybody who wants to come. Who's
0: ready in an hour?
1: And Sam, you're right. land Show was so fucking good. Her voice is angelic.
0: It's very unique.
1: It's very unique. Yeah. Um and
0: I want to say more, but I want to, like, get into the, the yeah. podcast. I want to get the well, album. Well, Aaron, you had a wackadoo idea today. I did. Not, five, not a minute before we hit record. You're like, hey, Simon, why don't we switch up the format a little bit tonight? So usually we start with our top bops, go into biggest flops, and then we do a little summary on the album. But today we're going to flip it upside down. Turn it on its head, if you will. And we're gonna say. Right sing. round, baby, right yeah. round, like a rocket, baby. Oh, <laughs> wow, okay, okay. Oh, we gotta do it over here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but this time, we're gonna start with our thoughts on the album as a whole and kind of segue then into our the biggest successes and failures. Is that right?
1: Yeah, so I, what I was thinking about is like a lot of times in the past couple episodes, we have um, done top pop, biggest flop. And we've had to kind of censor ourselves on, like, our thoughts on the album until the end. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking that if we can talk about the album a little bit more going into Top Bop, Biggest Flop, it might make it a lot more free-spirited and allow for us to have more candid viewpoints on Mm -hmm. what's going on next. And so uh, I would love to... uh, I'm happy to start us off with my, my thoughts on the album. Yeah, please. So... Uh, the album is A Part by Leon. Um, it is, there's been, a, there was a couple singles that came out leading up to the album, and I think it was another album that had a, a, a COVID-affected release date. Mm-hmm. And what yes. I mean by that is, like, I think that she released a couple songs, like, months and months and months ago, and then there's a long break, and then she released another one, and there's a long break, and now we finally have the album. Um, what I would say is I have been aching and craving for the second album after that first one that we got, and this album delivered. I think for, so for me, this album is a, is a total bop, um, beginning to end, it just is a solid, like, continuation from the first album. I have a feeling, I didn't do this, but I have a feeling if you take the first album and second album, and just put them in a playlist and play beginning to end. You'd probably have a fun journey to go on. It'd be like an overall good experience. The sound is very consistent. She's not experimental. No, um, not at all. Not she has her sound and she sticks with it, which I, I love. Um, and I love her voice so much. It's like she's like Adele if Adele had maybe one or two many or one or two too many cigarettes. Like okay. that's kind of like how I would describe Leon's voice.
3: Yeah, no, I agree. And she, that's one comparison I made with this album with her is to Adele as well. And like the lyrics and how she kind of delivered things, I feel like there was a similarity. They obviously are both are amazing in their own rights, but there was some similarities in like how they chose to go about things.
1: And this is, this is where, um, for me, this is an album that I know I'm going to go. So for me, uh, for those that don't, that have not listened to previous episodes, a bop for me for an album is always an album that I would want to go back to and listen to from beginning to end. I wouldn't pull out just the singles or pull out single songs. I'd want to go back to and actively listen to the entire album from beginning to end. And This album is just a trademark bop for me. I'm going to go back and I'm going to listen to the whole album from beginning to end. Um, and so I'm really excited about kind of being able to talk about some songs as we get into further into the episode. But, like, for me, this album just hits all the, the, the pieces that I wanted to hit, it's exactly what I expected from Leon. What I would say, if there is any sort of, like, asterisk to this is, like, it is very similar to the first album, and mm-hmm. so from it being so similar to the first album, um, you do wonder, like, I think that I, Do you guys remember... Were you guys Mumford & Sons fans back? No. No. Or, like, even... So Kylie's a great example, right? So Kylie, not not as drastic, or even, or even Lady Gaga, where you think that they are this one thing, Mumford & Sons, banjo. Kylie, just regular pop. Lady Gaga, like, quirky pop. And then they take a left turn and do a brand new genre of music, and you're like, oh my god, that sounds so good. A lot of times, you it, sometimes it can be super jarring, and it, it, it can end up, like, turning you off from that band. Like, Mumford & Sons, when the, um, the third album came out, I why well, I think it was wilder mind, it was a big shift. It was a big shift and I had a tough time listening to it at first and then I finally got into it later, like years later when I when I didn't have that preconceived idea of what the album was supposed to be and what well, sure the Mumford yeah. and sound, or Mumford and Sons sound was supposed to be, mm-hmm. but much like Adele, Leon just goes, this is my sound, these are my songs, I'm doing it the way I want to do it and we're done. Mm-hmm. And so whether or not it's right or wrong, Leon, I think it's always interesting to see how artists can evolve. I think that third album, maybe that's where Leon might start to show different signs. But like as a second sophomore album, this is a perfect follow-up to mm-hmm. her
0: original album. Um, Simon, do you want to go next? Sure, yeah. Um, I would say for me, this album came out at a tough time. Um, both musically, there's a lot happening, and then just with election stuff and general state of the world, um, I was looking definitely for a specific mood and a specific kind of music, and Leon is just not the mood for right now for me. So, given that I had to listen to this album this week, it really felt like homework, in that I was try, I was wanting to listen to other things. So I will agree with you in that I think Leon is very consistent in her sound, so consistent that, honestly, listening to the first album and second album, it felt like just an extension of the first album, but the first album stuck with me more, and I I picked more songs from the first album on my playlist than I did on the second album. That being said, I think, objectively, she's her music is good. It's not a bad album at all. It's very good. But I think you're right in that she has her sound. She's going to stick to it. So when you listen to her, I think you're going to know pretty quickly whether it's something you'll go back to or that you'll, like, really like. So I would just say that, like, thinking about Bop or Flop, you know and like how your definition and yeah right so like just considering the stuff that came out in the last month i'm thinking like gorillas i'm thinking kylie i'm thinking ariana leon really struggled to keep my attention this week and that's just with what came out in the last month and you're comparing it to ariana okay Well, I'm not, like, I'm not saying there's some... Not comparing it to am just like, prioritizing
1: it against Ariana.
0: Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, like, just given the small sample of things that have come out recently, I don't think I'll be going back to this album, just because it it wasn't the mood or vibe that I really looked for. But, again, not a bad album. But for me, I'm just not going to revisit it. So So I would have to give it a flop.
1: Uh, that's a hot take and I think I, I was to be honest, I was kind of expecting that. Mm-hmm. Um Yes, we talked about this. Yeah, we talked about that we a little bit before this. the podcast that okay. like Sam was very nervous about what your review was gonna be. I was less nervous because I think that at the end of the day I have such a um strong foundation with my with, with
0: Leon sure. that like you and I can't, don't. You can't okay, shake yeah. anything like
3: new to Le- like in the time frame that you did, it doesn't surprise me. At all. Oh, completely. It was yeah.
0: literally probably the worst. For this style of music, Is probably the worst possible timing for a release. Like, I was not looking to...
1: Like, to be sad. I was not, not looking emotions. to be sad and,
0: like, sit in those emotions for 40 minutes. I was looking for, like, distract me. Like, get me a good peppy beat. Like, yeah. So, it, like, the, all, all odds were not in favor of Leon at this time. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Sam, what about you? Um, so I'm just going to come right out and say it. This album is a bop. It's a bopper. Through and through. Um, so I will kind of, kind of going back to what you guys talked about with the album. I will say um, what Leon did with this album. She, like two or three of the songs, I think she had written and recorded before, like, before COVID happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of them came out of COVID times. And I feel like it. she had been living in L.A., but um, uh, Leon is from Sweden, and she was back in Sweden when she recorded most of this. And she has a very close um, friend that she wrote every single one of these songs with, um, except for uh, there was one song, um, Chasing a Feeling, she wrote with a couple other friends. And it's a collaborator she did a lot with the first album. So, I feel like that's that makes why there's a lot of similarities between the first album and the second album. Yeah, same people. Um, and I feel like she also did it in a way. Um, I read a couple of interviews because I really went hard for Leon this week. <laughs> um, and she had to. Did kind you of get hard for Leon? <gasps> oh, I, I definitely did. Oh,
1: girl.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. She's amazing. Um, I like Harley's in Hawaii <laughs> for seven. Yeah. yeah. It's a special song. <laughs> Come on, Um, smile.
1: Come on, Kelsey, if you're listening. Hey, straight people. Hopefully you stuck along for the ride. We love you. (laughs)
3: Um, Because this album is very, very personal for Leon. This song is all about a long-term relationship that she got out of. What? A song? Or the album? The whole album. The whole album. The whole album. I was like, whoa, we're going to a song. Sorry. The whole album um, is about this long-term relationship that she got out of. And I think it was so personal to her. She didn't want to, like write a album with all these different collaborators. She wanted to keep it personal. She wanted to trust who she was working with. Um, so I feel like that's why it kind of feels similar to the first one. Um, I feel like the sound sounds similar, but for me, the content and the lyrics, I feel, are still a very different um, kind of avenue compared to the first album for me. Um, and I will say, I, I was nervous about the album coming out and how I was going to like it. Because when she released her first few singles, there was two of them I really liked and two of them that I was like, I don't know about these.
0: And what were the singles? Just because um, I, didn't, I didn't. I know In A Stranger's
3: Arms. Was yep. In A Stranger's Arms, Chasing a Feeling, Headed Hard on Fire, and It Breaks My Heart. Okay. Were the four that she released before she dropped the album. Gotcha. All right.
1: Okay, what's so interesting about that, Sam, is like when I, um, when I knew we were going to do Leon as, as an artist in an album, I knew we needed. I, I did not want to listen to the singles as much as I possibly could. I will say they came on through the YouTube recommendations a couple times, and I was like, "God, this is so fucking good!" And it got me so like salivating, ready for the album. But I was trying my hardest not to listen to it until the full album came out. And I'm glad I did, because I think it... I would say that with this album, the singles definitely, like, build an excitement for the album, but there are songs that aren't the singles that are still good, um, and I feel like it helped me understand whether or not I want to choose a single as my actual top pop, or whether or not I'd, I'd want to choose something different, and, uh, that's why I'm kind of,
0: like, it's interesting that, that balance, but, um... That's funny you mention that, because just going off of Spotify, I only knew what one of those singles was and didn't end up being my top bop.
1: Right. Which, uh, do we have any more thoughts on the album, or should we maybe go straight into our top ops now?
3: Um, what I will say, one last thing I want to say about the album is it is so cohesive, and it tells a very specific story, and I feel like that's why it is such a amazing bot for me. Is because she, everything is so. I mean, she talks about um, the first song is uh, "Head and Heart on Fire," and it all of a sudden in um, a song that's towards the end of the album, she in her lyrics in another song she talked about her head and heart um, about it. And then there's another song like "In a Stranger's Arms," a song before that one. She talks about like, um, uh, oh, what did she talk about? I'm losing my thoughts now. Anyways, main, we can not <laughs> No, we're not going today. to. <laughs> but she strings her lyrics together um, in an amazing way with this album, which is why I am absolutely in love with it. That's, that's, that's beautiful to hear. Sam, do you maybe want to
1: start us off with your top bop? What album did you write on this album? Or what song
3: did you write on this album? Um, Those songs are getting it all fucked up tonight. You know what? <laughs> Who cares? My top bop of the album, and it is also a song that, after it became my top bop, again did some digging with Leon, and she. This was a song she was most nervous to release, um, and my top bop was falling apart. Okay. And should we take a list? So? Yes, please. right, uh, let's, let's we'll listen be, away. Uh,
0: We'll be right back. Mm.
3: Mm. Wow, that was falling apart. We just listened to falling apart. Such a deep and personal song. Like she dives so deep into her feelings with this about her relationship, um, and I feel like it's very, like, would be a very hard song to write and then release. Um, and it's part. I like think part of the reason why I love the song is the lyrics are amazing. I like that's the bigger component for me.
1: Do you think that you? She wrote this song um, during the moment she realized, because this song feels like it's it's um, it's in relationship. You're still in relationship, but you realize it's about to end. You're at the point. It's like within the week, within like the next two weeks, you know things are like the writing's on the wall things are going to be done, and you're, you're like, shit, I loved too hard. Like, this is a little bit too much. Do you think that she wrote this when she was in that moment, or do you think she was able to put herself
3: back in that moment to write this on? Um, I feel like she probably put herself back in the moment, or it wouldn't surprise me if she, like, keeps a diary of some sort and, like, some of these thoughts she, like, wrote down and then was able to, like, go back and reflect down. Just like because students. these these lyrics yes. are so deep within that moment. Like, she re- obviously had to do a lot of self-reflection or she did write something down within that moment. What so. I would say, so going off of your,
1: your point of, of, of lyrics, is going into this album and listening through this album, I don't think I necessarily... Um, I tried to pay attention to lyrics and I didn't. I didn't necessarily pay attention. Like I couldn't. I didn't. Like I couldn't flow where she was flowing. But as we we watched it on screen, and watched the lyrics go on screen, I think where I where her songwriting comes from, it, it feels very um, true to your theory. Of, I I have a feeling that she has a diary where there's like these phrases, these words, these sentences that she um, that she. Has in that moment, so she might have had like some of those like, "What do you do when you're falling apart?" In her diary, and for her, that was her like that's all she needed for the song, and that that brought her back to that moment when she wrote the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, I, I I think I think that like Leon in general, when she like I, it feels like this album is very much a stream of consciousness diary write things down as you feel it write things down as you you experience it and try and turn it into a song later and sing it out and that's this is a great song simon what are your thoughts
0: and this is actually my biggest flop yeah yeah go on tell us now. Aaron Aaron is Aaron's wig is <laughs> snatched right now
1: I, I had a, I a wig it. underneath it, and that
0: one also got snatched. Too. <laughs> double wig snatch. This is a double right wig there. reveal. Yeah. Um, how to, how to, how to, how to explain this? Um, it is a. I will. It is a downer. Yeah, very much and, a downer. and as someone who doesn't have a lot of, like, I'm kind of jumping in to Leon, When you're listening to an artist for the first time, you're. I, you kind of rely on, like, the sonic qualities of the song to draw you in, at mm-hmm. least for me, and then I kind of dive deeper with lyrics and go uh. from there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and so just the album as a whole for me was consistent. One might say one note. And this was one of the lower parts sonically for me. Um, it, Yeah, it just... It didn't hook me, I would say. So I never got to the lyrics to be like, oh, wow, that's so beautiful.
1: Yeah, I I understand what you're saying. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I re- I think as someone that gave the album a bop as a whole, I reject that, but I admire yeah. that opinion. And I, I will say that, like, especially you giving the caveat of your album as a whole, it being a flop, and, specifically because it came into your life at a place where you didn't want sad you didn't want um kind of this like yeah open heart surgery of emotion yeah different mood different yeah. different mood than what you're looking for i can completely see why this song would be your flop so yeah. like respect yes. get it um I think I just still admire the songwriting and I still
3: admire the, the song as a well. whole. Yeah. It did not surprise me that so uh, I, I was wondering if somebody would pick this as their flop because mm-hmm. it is such a downer of a song because it literally is somebody being like, like, these are my emotions about, like, I don't, I can't go on with this relationship. Like, it's, mm-hmm. I love you, but it's not, like, working for me and it, it's such a downer of a song. So it doesn't surprise me. Like, it didn't take me as a surprise that you can right. it as a flop. Right.
0: And I'm not someone who, like, hates sad music. Like, obviously Lana is not exactly a, you know, a cheery disposition kind of singer. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it is like, there is that, that factor of like the timing of this coming out. But I think that even stronger factor of why I'm not drawn to the artist is just like the sound she has. She isn't for you. It isn't for me. And, I, and she is very consistent with it, so I don't know if that's going to change.
3: Like, so, I would be very
0: interested when her third album comes around, like, is she going to evolve? Is she going to try something different? I would listen because I think, objectively speaking, she has an amazing voice and is, like, very emotional and puts that into her songwriting. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying, like, I think this person's garbage and the album's garbage. You're not writing her off.
1: You're just waiting for something that fits your fancy more.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: So, so with that, though, Simon, I have to ask... Um, if this was your your biggest flop, what was your top bop?
0: My top bop was actually seventeen. Well let's take a listen and see why you let's somehow like that yeah. one among the among them up. Let's mm.
1: She ends that song with Don't You Feel It Too? I do and I do. <laughs> I certainly feel that. Yeah. Um, so Simon, why was why did you pick this song as your your top bop?
0: Thank you so much for asking.
1: Um, I'll tell you why. Okay.
0: Uh-huh. So for me, there is a clear middle, beginning, middle, and end to the story. And there's a very clear shift in those transitions that's led by the instrumentals and supported with, by just very subtle changes to her vocal stylings in those different sections. Mm-hmm. So for me, it stood out when I... This song in particular stood out from the album as a whole. And then it kept me going back because I kept thinking about the like this song in particular is just each part is just a little bit different in a way that's really engaging and takes me through a story it does but, yeah yeah it really and, rea- and it's really beautiful
1: do you want to do you want to
0: narrate the story or like walk through the story or do you like I have I my know, idea what the story is I want to see what you're. Girl, is. I hadn't really dug in that deep I'll be honest I just really enjoyed the instrumental changes the instrumental changes yeah so to to me, what the song is all like, what it, it it means to
1: me is it's when you are enjoying someone's presence so much, especially like at the bar or like this is like it feels like this is kind of at the bar, at the dance floor, or whatever else. Your energies
0: are mixing a little bit, and yeah.
1: and their friends are trying to pull them away, and you are just like we're having such a yeah. good time. I think in this in this in this specific instance in in relation to to her. She, I, I, it kind of feels like she already knew this person going into this. She already had that connection going into it. And she just wants to cherish that memory one last time. The before you go is not necessarily leaving the bar. It's more of leaving my life. I want to have this one last memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and bring me back to where that, like that, that 17, um, it's kind of like rager teenager.
0: You Maybe know, just, like, I the keep, you, the innocence of youth. Do I keep choosing these kind of, like, nostalgic <laughs> Maybe. songs? Maybe. Maybe there's a thread. Maybe there's a thread.
3: I feel like this would be an amazing song to potentially remix and, like, turn into even more potentially upbeat. Right. When you talk about, like, I feel like there's a lot of sappier songs like that get turned into more upbeat, like that you'd be surprised that if you really listen to the lyrics where it's like, oh, it's like, this is not an upbeat oh, well song. Girl, like, literally every Like, when every you think of like, song. one more dance before you go, no. like, it could be, it could turn into something
0: fun. I don't know. Yeah, that reminds um, me of, like, literally every adult song that's ever been remixed that does not need to be made into a dance remix. True. Do not, uh. if, if I hear it
1: turning tables on the dance floor... No, <laughs> no, 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 mama. Um... I don't need. I don't need this as just to clarify. I don't need this as a dance remix. I don't want this as a dance remix. Please don't dance remix this. Aaron's a hard no on a dance remix. <laughs> no. There's other songs by Leon. Probably the first couple albums that I would say, sure, dance away. Yeah. Dance away. This.
0: Yeah. Sure,
1: sure, sure. This album. I don't want to. This no. is not the album for dance remixes.
0: So for you guys, is this? Is this near your top-up, or is this, like, middle of the road for you? Okay,
3: so I have, like, an interesting, like... So on first listen with this song, I actually would have leaned more towards it being my flop, to be honest. And I think... And, like, honestly, I would say now it's one of my favorites. Okay. But I think on first listen, I feel like it was slightly different than... Um, how she wrote, or like how um, sonically it was a little bit different than the rest of the album for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, That's probably why I like
1: clung to it right away. <laughs> Side note, Simon, you said that you added some of uh,
0: Leon's songs to your I Love This I love, playlist. I Love This Playlist. you're wondering what they are. <laughs> yeah, I do. From the first album, it was Falling in you and I. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. those are fun, those are fun. This they're like, really fun. they're fun upbeat. yeah. And
1: I would say even just the color, the color tones of the album, you have this warm orange, Oh, completely. color, like, color for the first album that mm-hmm. is a lot more upbeat, like, a little bit more in, like, involved in yourself, right? And then this album, like, is a very, it's very blue and... It's a little bit of on in a dream color scheme. Yeah, very, yeah. very
0: reflective.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Introspective.
1: Very reflective. Um, and so appreciate you, um, having this be your top op. Um, yeah. it is uh, the stories, the lyrics and the stories behind the lyrics for these songs. I think they all play different chords and have different kind of times where I'd want to go back and listen to them individually. But like, yeah. again, kudos to you Leon for laying this entire album on the line.
0: Yeah. And this isn't just like a. I appreciate this song, or, like, I have to choose a top out for this album, this
3: is, like, on my playlist. I'll go back to this frequently. I really liked it. It's yeah. good. Yeah. The one thing I will that threw me off at first, I think, was the name of the song. Seven, oh, eight, 100%. Eight. I just so Before You Go. Yes, One More Dance Before You Go. It fits more with the album, and I feel like I would have made an initial connection to it more. The 17 part threw me off because I was waiting for this, like, again, like, throwing it back to this, like, teeny bopper, like, some sort of, like, feel, and she does, I mean, at one point, but it's not the main point of the song, and, it, and I'm sure she has a very valid reasoning for why she named it 17, mm-hmm. but it didn't do it for me, and I think that's why it turned me off at first. You know what?
1: I What if it is her um, trying to play, you know how, like, there's, uh, a lot of people have different songs for different numbers? like, Cause when you're 15 and somebody tells you
0: they love you, she was trying to put her stamp on the genre. And then, and, and then Jenner herself. has, or then Taylor Swift
1: also has 22. 22. <laughs> this this could be her trying to like play that like I want to be like. Can you imagine if this is like your? Cause for when 22 came out, FYI, 22 was my alarm clock every morning <laughs> for the year that I was 22. <laughs> And so, like, could you imagine this is your alarm clock song? Oh, yeah. oh sad year. it to get up. Sad, sad year to get up for that song. <laughs> 17
3: is going to be rough. Yeah. Skip, up, skip on to 18, girl. <laughs> skip
1: on to 18. It gets better. It does. It does get better.
3: Um, should we move on, Aaron? What was your top bomb?
1: Great, great question. And this is, like, probably just saying something about me that I'm having to pull out my phone to make sure I get it correctly. Um, the song that, like, did me write this
0: album was crazy stupid. Crazy stupid and we're gonna take a little listen. Let's take a listen. We'll be right back. Yeah. Mm. mm. I would say that one's added to the playlist.
1: Yeah, so yeah. this this one is um Simon, when you when we went to listen to the song, you were like, oh yeah, this is another one that like made me break sonically from the album. Yes. And I think that's what this song did to me when I listened to it. Is when I went through it, it was very clearly um, just a different, a different like beat than the rest of the album. It had like a a different kind of of uh, sound to it, and so that's why like it ended up kind of sticking out, and I ended up liking it more. Um, again, as the full album, it has like this full picture of. It's very it's a very sad album, and it, it, it to Simon's uh, comment that I'm gonna be pulling out here. He said that it's like one noted. It is, I would say it's not one noted, but it is. It has a a common thread throughout the whole album, and this this one song in particular is almost her kind of acknowledging and, um, I don't know if it's not playing playing fun at herself for how her relationship with this guy or person has been where it's um this like no we're done okay no but like now we're done okay but like now we're done
0: yeah but maybe
1: I want a little taste but maybe I want but now we're done okay. maybe, maybe I'll come back again no yeah. st-
0: still done come back here with that and it just is like this yeah. kind
1: of this this, this run around um that it was one of the songs that stood out on the album as like just like a different kind of um, Absolutely. story, and from that I really, really, really liked it. Um, I was surprised I didn't choose one of the singles because the singles are really, really, really. I think they're great, um, but this song was the one as I like listened throughout this week. Which, so FYI, listener, this is a really weird one for we didn't we didn't mention this at the, at the beginning, but we are back to um, the next couple weeks are going to be weeks where we have spent more than just less than 24 hours that's with Friday. the album. Yeah. Um, so this one we had a full week to listen to and a full week to digest. So the, the opinions have come through for a full week versus just a day. And uh, this was the one that, like, as I listened throughout the week, I was like, crazy stupid. Crazy stupid. Yep. Crazy stupid. Mm-hmm. And that's why it ended up becoming my top app. Awesome.
3: Yeah. This was one of my favorite songs of the album, too. Um, it, it, I mean, it, it's a little more like upbeat, obviously, lyrically, it's you really, listen it's still a downer, yeah. um, but it takes you to a different place. Um, and I, and I kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. It transitions to In A Stranger's Arms and I feel like the transition between these two songs I really liked as well. Mm-hmm. And In A Stranger's Arm is, I listened to that on repeat when she released it as a single. I yeah. absolutely love it. And I think it is to Leon that, like, none of us even picked one of her, like, singles. We all picked a different song choice from the album. Which right. I think is amazing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely vibe with a song that has, like, an upbeat melody and, like, vibe, but is, like, deeply sad. Think of, like, like, a, <laughs> think of, like Love Fool. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah.
2: Mm.
1: What I would say is, though, I don't, I don't feel like this song is as deeply sad as sure. it is acknowledging a bad habit. Mm. Or like, uh, here we go again, or we're doing this again, like, back to the same old thing. It's more of just, it, but it's not necessarily like, I'm crying about this, but just like, I gotta change, I gotta change this a little bit. Because this, this, this song feels like very much like I'm single, and I continue going back to the same situation I didn't like, but kind of being like, whatever. It's not like an abusive thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah we both like what we're doing, we both like having sex with each other or whatever, but, like, we know this isn't going to work, so why do we keep going back to each other? Mm, very um, so, it, cool. I like this song a lot. Um, this is another song that was just written uh, by Leon and uh, Martin Stilling. Pretty much entire album was those two, plus sometimes contributors here or there. Um, now that we've done all of our top bops and we've done this new kind of format, we still have our biggest flops. You
3: guys already know mine, so... So Sam, do you want to go next? What was your biggest flop? So I will say I didn't want to pick the biggest <laughs> flop because I really did love this album through and through. Um, it was so cohesive. But for the purposes of Bop or Flop, I did pick one. Yeah. Um, and that song for me was uh, Head and Heart. I, it, I feel like it, it was, I feel like an amazing opening to the album, but it didn't do much for me. And it, this that was one of them. I think it was one, her last single that she released, Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't even do it for me as a single. I, I it yeah. didn't like it quite as much. But when it came out as the album, it grew on me, and I really like it as the opener. But by itself, I wasn't the biggest fan of the song.
1: Okay, i I can completely get where you're you're going with that because I feel like the the opener of a, of an album is so important to both set the scene of what you're going to be getting for the rest of the next um, anywhere from seven to. 15 songs in, in Taylor Swift's case of folklore. And... Like, oh. deluxe albums, girl. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Edith. Um,
1: Edith Taylor. And this, and you're right. The the opener to this this album was kind of a little bit like, oh, okay. Individually, it didn't make sense. With the album, it totally does. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can completely respect that. And I think I would actually, like, I would tack on and say that, that for that reason, I could see why this would be my biggest flop. But when it comes to me and my biggest flop, this is probably a first—a first for me. But I don't—I don't have a biggest flop for this album, unless it was the the, the first song, as you mentioned, um, because I think, and as Simon mentioned, it, sonically it sounds so similar throughout. There's that common thread. Um, trying to find the one song that didn't do it for me was like, would be, like, whether or not the album was a bop or a flop. And so, for me, I think that would be the issue. But as uh, as Sam mentioned, Head and Heart on Fire, when it came out, I was like, Ugh. I don't know if this is... Because this is going to be the good album, and as, like, the lead single, it's like, oh, God, this isn't going to be the first album in regards to, like, peppy. I think it starts with Falling on the first album, Right. Yes. And so it starts with like, well, it starts, it starts uppity, deppity, deppity. It's like first or second song. It's pretty early. But like the album starts uppity and this brings you down but I think that's exactly what it needed to do to make it so this album was sonically whole. Yep. So biggest plot for me if if I had to pick would probably be similar to you for your exact same reason of like, oh God, I'm going into that. But I think overall it's really hard for me to pick a biggest plot because this album does have a sonic... Um, Consistency outside of crazy, uh, crazy, stupid that Mm -hmm. I've already called out as like my top bop. Um,
0: Yeah, yeah. Overall, a good time had by all. Overall,
1: well, not not by Simon, but (laughs) not this week. Uh uh honey. Well,
0: it was. I don't know
1: why you consider it a
3: good time because because it's uh, very material, But love the album.
1: Yeah, love the album. Okay, so we have officially gone through two bops. Uh, one flop for the full album, all of our top bops, all of our bass flops, mm-hmm. it's, you know what time it is. You know what time it is. Raise your hand if you have single and obsessed! Yeah. Um, no one's raising their hand, because, well actually two people would be, but,
0: yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. It's time for the single obsession
1: of the week. Who wants to start us off?
0: Uh, I'll go first. Um, continuing my, uh, my obsession with the Gorillas, I have a song off their new album, Last night, they released a new music video for a song called The Valley of the Pagans featuring Beck. Oh, who we Beck. may or may not review Ooh. someday. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Our schedule, has our filled schedule, up. Our schedule is very full. But um, what was so great about the video is it combined two things I'm obsessed with gorillas and Grand Theft Auto. So the music video is shot in the style of Grand Theft Auto. It's kooky crazy. Um, I am just like from a personal level, I used to connect with like my best friends uh, through Grand Theft Auto, because now we live all across the globe. So it was just like a nice surprise <coughs> for my Thursday night. Didn't know it was coming. Just happened to catch the premiere as it went on YouTube and really really uh, was an upper in my week, I would say.
1: I went back to this week and I listened to Melancholy Hill as I went through wow. our single Obsessions playlist available on Apple Music and maybe eventually on Spotify. Plastic Plastic Beach. On
0: Melancholy Hill was, is such a good sign. Oh, and speaking of On Melancholy Hill, at the end of the video, there's a quick flash where the car they're in goes through like this dimensional rift, and you see Plastic Beach at the very end. And we're like, the fans are like, oh my god, what does this mean? Are we what does going this back? mean? Are we going back? <laughs> is there a, a, like a Plastic Beach 2.0? Oh. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah, got me excited. Mm. Simon, in the spirit
1: of um, having single obsessions from. Previous artists we've reviewed. Yes, yes. Um, I actually was debating between two different picks this week. As um, is
0: usually the case for me.
1: Uh, but what I would say is the song that like kind of rode through and through is a song that you sent to me and you were like, "Hey, so this song wasn't on the the EP that yes. we reviewed. Yes. Um, I don't know how I feel about it, and uh, I listened to it. The song is." Ten out of ten by Troy Sivan from Sivan. the EP In a Dream,
0: which we previously
1: reviewed. We previously reviewed the album. That song was not on the EP um, when that uh, came out. I think it was probably a vinyl release. Yeah. Release, yeah, because it's on your vinyl, right, Simon?
0: Absolutely, yeah. It, it showed up uh, last week or the week before, and I was, and I looked at the back, and I go, "Hmm, what's this? You know, this doesn't look familiar to me." Okay, well, thank you, Troy, um, and.
1: So you sent it to me, I listened to it, and I... You were kind of, like, wondering, like, do I like it, do I not like it? And I... When I... This is one where, when I listened to it, I had the lyrics up the the whole way through. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what really brought it home for me. Yeah. Um, the song is all about, like, there's the honeymoon phase in a relationship, and after that honeymoon phase, you have to remind yourself of why you're in it. Exactly. Like, what, what are those things, those reasons why you're in it for the long haul. Yeah. And, like, I want to be a 10 out of 10 for you to, like, because I want to be the best I can for this relationship for those reasons. And it just is, it's a really, really good song. So that's my single obsession of the week.
3: Love it. Sam, what about you? Love that. Um, So just with it being a more stressful week Mm -hmm. and... I feel like I needed moments. I mean, especially listening to this album all week. I feel like I needed moments where I just needed a lot more upbeat, get out of my head, just have fun with it. So I kind of was going back and forth between a couple songs. um, But one song I kind of came back to that I discovered in early COVID um, was Be My Lover, which is a remix by Leica Morgan. Um, And if it is Leica, it could be Leica. I'm not really sure. Um, But I I love it. It's from... um, the, uh, like, be my lover. Oh, Labouche! Yes. That La classic bouche, song. Yeah. Yep. So it's a remix of that, it's and, a, it's okay. it. that and, it's, and it's amazing. I'm going to check that out. And it's such a good dance song just to turn on and yeah. just get out of your head. Um, And I listen to it a lot when I work out, and I, it was an old workout playlist that I put on this week, and I was like, oh, I really do love this song. So that is my obsession of the week.
0: Well, I'm a huge fan of the original by Labouche, so I added that to the queue. Yeah, it's going awesome to be head. added to the playlist for Absolutely. all of all listeners Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Um, so,
1: so Sam, thank you so much for coming on, talking about your love of Leon, um, and just overall being a great guest. You provided <laughs> so many insights.
0: Yeah, thank you for your perspective. It was really nice.
1: In Simon, you can get lost. Um, <laughs> I'm going to jump
0: off the Juliet balcony. Um, <laughs> we are
1: a bias podcast <laughs> for um, Leon for here. Leon,
3: Yeah.
1: So, Sam, thank you so much for being here. Do you have anything you want to plug? Do you have any social media handles that you want people to find you at? What's going on?
3: Yeah, I am, uh, I am Sam underscore Arnold. Like, the book, I am Sam, Sam I am. Um, so, please, you can follow me on Instagram. Um, but, yeah, you, I, I mean, obviously, if for some reason Leon is listening, like, oh, please give me a follow. Follow. i obsessed yes. with you. So Even just
1: like one of his posts, he's probably going to go giddy. That, that as well. That would make please. his
0: life. <laughs> for sure. And Simon, where can people find you? So you can find me on Instagram at the realist Simon. Um, my only Flan's page uh, is in a legal battle right now with uh, with Baker Square. We got into a heated argument over um, Pie Day. Pie Day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sexy dessert is uh, causes more trouble than you think. So I, I feel that. So
1: stay yeah. tuned uh, for the ongoing legal battle. Um, until then, they, you can find Simon on other socials, but um, yeah, hopefully soon your only plants page is back up. Yeah. I need the money. I need, I need the rent.
0: So yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you are interested in the entire podcast, make sure you um, follow us on our only social media that we have because we are working girls and we can keep up yeah. with maybe one. And that is Bop or Flop podcast
0: on Instagram. Mm-hmm. B O P O R F L O P podcast, and I'll repeat that is our only social. So if you get a grinder message from me and Aaron, Bobber Flop podcast, looking for a third, it's a catfish. It's a catfish. It's a catfish.
1: Don't don't buy into it. I know that there's a thirsty community looking to. To get involved in this in this circle, but yeah. guess what, honey? It's closed. It's closed. You'll find us only on Scruff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: um and if you want to find me, I am at the Erin. Weird I know, but you'll get used to it. Yeah. This is Bopper Flop
0: Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for joining again. And if you're liking the podcast, make sure you go on your Apple Podcast, leave us a five-star review. We love comments, too. We love comments.
1: Either it just says something like, I jacked off to your podcast.
0: Great. Just be
1: honest. Be honest. Be this honest. This is an explicit podcast. Do whatever you want. That us. is very
3: important information. We all Absolutely. And I'd want to know what
1: episode, so if you're going to
0: leave that review, please tell me what episode. Probably JR's, so let's be honest. He's got a sexy voice. Uh, mm-hmm. Barb has a sexy voice. Barb does. Actually, yes, I was listening back, and I was like, Barb. Barb. I could, I could, I could listen to a YouTube channel of, like, Barb ASMR. I think... I think... D- and don't get me started about Kelsey's oh, voice. Oh, Kelsey, Kelsey. Uh, we might just have to have her back just for those dulcet tones. Oh, there will be there will be a yeah. season
1: two where Kelsey will be invited back. Oh, yeah. Um, is but I, maybe maybe she'll need to like plug this so that we know that she's listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll have to see. It'll okay, well, this has been
2: super great. Thank you so much for listening. Bye,
0: bye.